Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole and net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Dr. Cole, I'm sure sometimes uh, you have to play the role of psychologist, right? What happens with patient inactivity? Can it lead to depression and, and the like? Yeah, of course. I will tell you that it really um, has a significant impact in what our patients perceive and how they function. It, a, a daily occurrence, for example, in an office setting is an individual who is otherwise used to being healthy, not having joint pain, not having a, a disability, and all of a sudden some random event occurs or through overuse they develop inactivity because of the level of pain. And then what often ensues is are things like um, anxiety, depression, uh, and they're kind of on the spectrum. Maybe they don't fall into a true diagnosis uh, in that category, but they're clearly on the spectrum that otherwise things were kept in check, if you will, because of their level of activity. And it can be really disarming for a patient. The other area where it comes into consideration is we recently have completed some uh, research that has identified patients who pre-surgically have a level of anxiety or depression or what have you. They come in with function scores that are much lower and they're we call it catastrophization, their sort of perception of their problem, and their outcomes are not nearly as good as patients who don't fall into that category. So I will tell you that whether it's a problem of joint pain and inactivity or if they actually have to have surgery, our ability to make them well is more challenging. So it is a, for lack of a better word, pervasive part of my day, I got to tell you. It's a very big aspect of what we do day in and day out. We're not just surgeons. This is sort of an uh, it's an integrated concept in terms of how we value and evaluate people. You know, I was thinking about that on my drive down this morning. Really, I, I was. I was thinking to Dr. Cole, should I should I ask this question sometime? Like, um, not only playing that role as psychologist, but what's the perfect patient? What if the patient doesn't do as you say? You know, and, in terms of compliance. Yeah, yeah. Or or do their parts, and you can only do so much, right? Once yeah. they leave your office, you give them a, a prescription or to go to therapy or sure. take the pain medication or whatever. But I'm sure. It doesn't always work to a perfect science, right? Yeah, and no, because would, because yeah. of the participation, right? Yeah, I would say that clearly having an engaged patient, I can do the, the, the best surgery ever, and truth be told, that's a very small part of you know, the treatment of an individual. And really, I always say to them, look, we set the foundation up for you to do well, but now we got to address all these other issues, and you got to stay engaged and, and, and follow suit. And that means either protecting your that's been repaired, but it also means psychologically being emotionally engaged, which is a huge part of the recovery. Let's bring on a specialist now, a career health psychologist that works with people uh, that uh, suffers from these type of things. Uh, we're talking about the benefits of movement for those coping with illness, disease, anxiety, and depression as we bring on and say hello to Dr. Ritu from Chicago, uh, founder and CEO of Thriveosity. And uh, Dr. Ritu, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly and picking up on what Dr. Cole and I were touching on here. We began the segment. Recently, we've noticed a lot of focus on therapies that involve movement, dance, and music. Uh, has that become a popular form of treatment for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, absolutely. I think that so often we think about our society and we have become increasingly 
more sedentary, unfortunately. And the idea of exercise for a lot of folks is just doesn't leave a good taste in their mouth. And a lot of my patients will balk at the idea of regular exercise. But when we talk about movement, we talk about dance, they kind of light up and they, they love the idea of doing something that doesn't resemble exercise in a traditional sense. So let me ask you a question. I, I sort of gave you the scenario where inactivity, joint pain, dysfunction leads to, well, at least we think, it, maybe it's just it, 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 it unearths it, it opens the door for someone who has a predisposition, for example, to maybe anxiety or depression. But in your world, it sounds like they come to you, uh, given your background and training, with a problem of depression and or anxiety, and you're using movement, dance, what have you, to sort of uh, offer another modality of treatment. Is that a fair summary? Well, I, yes, I, I think that's, that's, that's fair to say. Uh, as a health psychologist, you know, I really do take a very comprehensive approach in care. So I'm looking at the biological, the social, the psychological, all of that, and how that influences their health and their wellness. And so, as Dr. Cole mentioned, sometimes um, as you do the evaluation prior to surgical procedure, you have a good sense of the individual and what they're bringing as you know in themselves to the to the operation to the surgery, and that will have a direct implication for their recovery process, how invested they are in the process, if there's a hiccup. Are they able to sort of pick up and, and keep moving, these sorts of things? And as psychologists, we certainly assist our other medical colleagues in evaluation as well as getting these folks back uh, up and moving. So tell me, so, so sort of give me a case example. What would be sort of a typical day of an individual who would come to you? Because this to me is really fascinating stuff, and it and it's and, and as I've indicated, it, it it's an everyday occurrence with what I do, and as, and it sounds like someone would come to you primarily uh, for issues pertaining to let's just say depression or hypomania or somewhere on the spectrum, right? Um, and then do, do you sort of take survey, assess are they their activity levels and so forth, and then introduce a recommendation and get them engaged in in some type of uh, uh, program, the physical activity and so forth. Yeah, so as, as a health psychologist, you know, we are, are helping to promote both health and to prevent illness in folks. And so we do a full comprehensive understanding to assess and diagnose and then inform both our colleagues as well as the patient of what the treatment uh, protocols we're recommending. So for somebody who is coming in and, and they have, you know, post-surgical, uh, for example, post-knee or post-hip, um, and they're just not recovering at the rate that we would anticipate, and, and everything looks good from the mechanical perspective, but they are, you know, not getting out. They're avoiding um, social circumstances. They're not physically active. They're not taking care of themselves. This would be a time that we would then, you know, work with them to help understand in a more comprehensive and global way what, what's going on, because sometimes there might be some pain, and pain can trigger depression or anxiety, and that can then further the whole process. It becomes a very vicious cycle. So we want to intervene as soon and as early as possible. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole with you. Our guest is Dr. Ritu, the founder of the Center for Behavioral Health and Wellness, a private practice and healthcare startup called Thrivosity. It's thrivosity.com with an S. And uh, Dr. Ritu, um, you kind of touched on it, but can you explain further the correlation between movement and emotion? 
Absolutely. You know, we as human beings, we need to move. Movement is, is a normal physical activity that we should be engaging in. And because we have become such a sedentary uh, culture in some sense, we have to make effort to make sure that we're doing that. But regular exercise, we know, has so many both mental and physical benefits. Um, so, for example, movement, we know um, cardiovascular exercise can release endorphins, which, you know, trigger feelings of happiness in the body. And, you know, the, the term runner's high, that's what we're talking about. Uh, endorphins, you know, are painkillers in the body and can help, at least temporarily, reduce that, the feeling and sensation of pain and discomfort. We know that folks are actually energized and feel better when they move. So what, what, besides the recommendation and that sort of biologic connection, how do you, you know, what I've learned is that unless we give a patient something concrete and a way to get it done, it often doesn't happen. So what are the yeah. tools you provide to actually help them execute this? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's not one size fits all. You know, early on in my practice, I would have this sort of standard process I would, you know, share with patients and then, you know, be frustrated myself as to why they're not doing what, you know, is clearly going to be beneficial, right? And then you learn that it's really about meeting the patient where they are. Where are they in their, in their own understandings of their own health and their own ability to manage their own health? To what extent are they willing to be physically active and do the things they need to do? So as a health psychologist, I am very much focused on all aspects of the human being and how do we take a full understanding and then you know, to be able to support them and guide them. So it's going to be very much of an individualized process and whatever motivates an individual is what we need to understand that we use those resources to help them help themselves better. Good stuff. Dr. Reed, two out of time, but really appreciate your time and uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you very much. All right. We're back with more of our show and coming up next, it's going to be um, a guest from Athletico. Annie Bierman will talk about the upcoming fall sports season and ACL-related injuries. That was Dr. Ritu, the benefits of movement for coping with illness, disease, anxiety, and depression from Thrivosity. Stay with us. Back with more Sports Medicine Weekly after this. On 670, The Score.